Raw Success acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live, work and listen. This podcast is recorded on beautiful Biripai land and we pay our respects to all First Nations and Torres Strait Islander peoples, elders, ancestors and emerging leaders. This podcast is produced by Roar Success. Learn more at roarsuccess.com. Welcome to the Raw Success Podcast. I'm your host and Raw CEO, Stacey Morgan. At Raw, we do business differently. We're building a community of fearless business owners rewriting the rules to create success on their own terms. A network that aims to support, to elevate and to celebrate small business. If this sounds like what you need, then you're in the right place. Today's episode is brought to you by our free masterclass. Would you like to save more time, make more money and still have a life whilst running your business? Then join us for our free masterclass Tuesday, February the 13th at 7.30pm. You can sign up now at the link in the show notes and I look forward to seeing you there. In today's episode, I can't wait to introduce you to the wonderful Janaea Huckstar from Osloan Finance. I'm so thrilled that you're here with me today because I'm talking to the fabulous Janaea Huckstar from Osloan Finance, the winner of the Silver Raw Business, um, Silver for Raw Business of the Year and Bronze for the Business Growth Award. Janaea, it's so lovely to have you here. How are you doing? Amazing. Thank you. Super excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Pleasure. It was so great to see you take home some trophies on Saturday night at our awards. And um, whilst when this airs, that's going to be that's going to feel like a lifetime ago. Tell us about your experience. Did you have a good night? Was it a good celebration? Definitely. It was an amazing night. Um, it was incredible, especially for your first event, like taking over Raw. It was absolutely amazing. So I'm sure that would have been really scary and exciting and all of the things all at once. Um, but no, you pulled it off brilliantly. It was a great night. Um, it was a very cool event. I think I learned a lot from um, just having been to some different awards and things, how it run differently. Like there were some things in the award ceremony that were just above and beyond what other places are doing, which I found really, really cool. But great experience. Very, very grateful to have been there um, and have to been, you know, to have been finalist in the first place and of course to have won. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really interesting sort of experience. It's sort of a whirlwind. We flew in, flew out pretty quickly. Um, and it was quite interesting because it brought up a, like a few different emotions for me that night, which is, you know, I was excited to be there and all the normal things, but I sort of had, um, some confronting feelings as well, which was really interesting. It was something I hadn't expected to feel. So I was like feeling all of these things all at once. What do you, do you mind sharing what the other like confronting feelings do you mean in terms of the um, the competition, in terms of being in the space with other business owners? Was it kind of a mix of all of those things? Probably. Like I'm usually pretty confident. Like I walk into a room pretty confidently. Um, you know, we had been up for another award previously. So I was sort of prepared in that sense. And I think I think one thing for me is in the stuff coming out before the awards, you guys um, had said about the media room and I was like, all right, cool. Really good at winging this stuff. We went to Beam Awards last time and I ha- I wrote all these things that I could say and then got up on stage, just completely winged it and it was great. And then as soon as I went to read something, I just lost myself. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm good at winging things. Like, this is how I work. I'll just do that. Yeah. And then you got up at the beginning of the night and you were like, all right, so if you win gold, you will be able to stand up here and speak for a minute and then everyone can go to the media room, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
um I don't want to do that like I <laughs> of course I want to win but do I really want to win like I hope she has it you said to us going to be breaks so I was like I hope she's going to have a break before anything that we're in because oh my god and I had that <laughs> internal freak out so I'm normally like an over planner I'm prepared for every scenario and then because I was like oh yeah it's all going to be in a media room no worries it's short and sweet it's going to be nice and quick and it was um but I was like freaking myself out and I think <laughs> Um, it was just a big, it was a big day, a lot of emotions. Um, in terms of other people and other businesses, like I love, um, you know, I know my business and I know what I've done and I know, um, you know, the types of submissions that we put into the awards. But I think it's amazing when, you know, some people will come into the awards thing and they'll be like really disappointed if they don't win, of course. Um, whereas I am just, I take it from the attitude of, like if I didn't win and I know what I've done, imagine what these people have done. So yeah. it's like I want to go home and I want to Google the people and in all the winners in all the categories. Yeah. Like, oh, what is their business doing? And like it was really cool. So I met a lot of amazing people. But, yeah, it was confronting in the sense that I was like, oh, my God, and I don't normally have that feeling. Normally I'm like, oh, yeah, wing it. you tell me, get up and talk about this and give me a sentence and I'll go for 10 minutes. No worries. But um, I just got in my head, which is weird. I went to the bathroom between the breaks. I was texted my business manager and I'm like I need you she's got a work phone and a personal phone I was like I'm going to ring you and I need you to answer because I need to talk to you now and she's like what's going on are you okay and I'm like I just need you to pep talk me for a yeah <laughs> so yeah it was interesting it's so interesting when that because like that sounds like imposter syndrome to me right and that's yeah. like that's a feeling that all business owners are really familiar with it's so interesting those moments where it creeps up especially when you think like I'm I've done this before I'm in this situation that I'm you know I'm totally in control and then all of a sudden it's like those voices are like making you second guess yourself and second guess what you what you know yeah. you know and and all of those things so tell me did you get to the media room and did you get to speak in and was it all was it all okay in the end yeah in the media room it was fine I was yeah. like I, I like I stuffed one up and then I did another one and all the lights went off so they were like oh my god I'm so sorry it was the only time it happened but I, it was like the one time you get a good run and you do a yeah. good flow and then all the lights went off and then I screwed it up at the end but no it was really good um it was interesting in terms of imposter syndrome because I I've spoken to a few people in relation to imposter syndrome recently and normally I, I've done a pretty good job at, at training my brain not to, you know, when you, like back in the day, I'd look at myself in the mirror and go, oh, you know, I'd like myself more if that was a bit different, if this was a bit different. I sort of went through a personal development journey over like 10 years and just trained myself yeah. not to say those things and think those things. So for me, it doesn't come up a lot because if I just think it, it's gone within half a thought and I'm not ruminating on the feeling, but yeah. I think, it was a weird feeling because in terms of imposter syndrome, like I know what I've done. I know what I'm like. And, you know, I, I value myself. I value my business. I value our values that we, that, that we do all of this by and our integrity. So, you know, there's a lot that we're proud of. And even though it was like, I don't have imposter syndrome because I'm not an imposter at the same time, I was sort of like, but all of these other things are happening. Like, you know, we've had, we've had all of these things happen in our business in the last say month or two, which are, um, you know, I've had some culture, team culture things come up and some energy things come up and yeah. just some things that got a little bit lapsed with some of the team members. That it's like, all right, we really had to rein it in. So we've been dealing with, you know, the emotions of dealing with all the employees' feelings and like manoeuvring things a bit and making sure that we're still giving everyone and ourselves the highest possible level of service that we strive to do every day. Yeah. So because we strive at that high level, when things go a little bit sideways, we're trying to like grapple back the reins a little bit and yeah. make sure that we're implementing these things. And I think it just came up at an interesting time because I'm like walking into this awards being like, yes, we're amazing. Like, yes, <laughs> our business is great. 
But, you know, the last month or so, we've identified all of these problems that we really need to fix, which, of course, every business goes through those things at some stage. And the important thing is we're looking at them and learning from them and then acting on them. But yeah, it was just an interesting night. And <laughs> like so, emotionally. Yeah, like an emotional roller coaster. So tell me, yeah. when you got on the plane to go home, were mm-hmm. you filled with, um, you know, obviously you're filled with pride and excitement from, yeah, from doing so well, but did you have kind of one of those, all right, this is my game plan going forward. This is what, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to work on. Did you find that being away from home and away from, you know, the, the day-to-day gave you the opportunity to kind of plan and, and be strategic about your business and where you want to move from this point? I don't think we were away for long enough to do that <laughs> because literally we, we got off the plane, went to the room, dropped our stuff off, got back, came to the awards, went out to a revolving restaurant, went back, went to sleep, got up, went breakfast and came home. So I didn't get the chance to like stop and think about anything while we were gone. Um, but we had already, we'd already identified issues and put it all in place. It was just it, you could still feel it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it was all very fresh. So we were dealing with that like on the on the back end. But we, as a business, we always have, you know, a multitude of plans and, you know, different strategies. And if this doesn't go this way, then this is what it's going to do. We're very much, you know, come up with an idea, do the research, do the thing. Yeah. And if it doesn't work or if it works, but we need a pivot, we pivot. Yeah. So that's very much how we work. So we were able to do that and continue to implement then things. And, you know, even just speaking to people in the room, like there's, um, so many incredible business owners and, and, you know, all these different people with lots of different experiences in the room. You always take something from those conversations, which is really special that you can then, you know, apply to life or business. And I love that sometimes, you know, I might not have gone back the next day and gone, oh, that lady said that thing and I'm going to go put that in my business. But probably in three months' time, something will happen and I'll be like, that's what that person was talking about. Like, yeah. like that's how this relates. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to be in the room, like the 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 – the investment that you make in in doing entering awards is is yeah. there's an investment part of it as part of writing the submission, but then also the investing of actually being in the room, having those conversations. Because you're exactly right, you don't know when it's going to turn up and when you're going to have that aha moment that can be really yeah. vital for your business. So tell us about the business itself and um, how it came about and what your business journey has been like. You've said you know as many business owners, there's been ups and downs. Talk us through that journey for you. So basically, my business is called Osloans Finance Strathalbyn. Um, so we're a finance brokerage, mainly doing like asset finance, personal loans, um, you know, caravans, jet skis, motorbikes, all those types of things. Um, so we mainly help consumers, but we do also help business owners, especially in low dock in terms of getting new cars and things like that, which is awesome. Um, so we've grown from um, myself and an assistant in my backyard office at the beginning of 2021. We had oh, like 15 pets and eight kids between us or something. So it was mayhem. Um, but we started the business in my home office um, about an hour and a half out of Adelaide in a really sort of in a very remote area where we live. Like there's there's a deli, there's a bakery and a pub um, and that's it. So you can't get much there and there's also a lake. So um, we started there. Uh, December 2021, we moved to our office in Strathalbyn, which is a little bit of a still very regional, but a little bit of a bigger town. Um, so now we've grown to 18 employees. So we've got, um, five, six here in our Strath office, one working from home, and then we've got a team over in the Philippines as well, which is awesome. Um, our big goal when we started was to be South Australia's leading finance brokerage. And in getting into finance, I identified that there was a lot of businesses that were just in it for the money grab. You can make a lot of money from finance and 
brokers would look at deals and go, mm, is this too hard or can I make a lot of money from this client? So, you know, if it's someone's got a default, they've got payday loans or they had some late repayments or they have an actual story that went with their life that means it wasn't straight and narrow or super, super simple, they'd go, mm, too hard, no, we'll just decline that. We're, we can focus on these people that we can make a lot more money from. And then even in the circumstances where people were helping, what I was seeing happen was they were like, oh, yeah, here's a list of 10 lenders that this place could go to. Where are we going to make the most money? And that doesn't sit well with me. Like I think, of course, as a business, we want to make money. Um, but, but as a person who has to look after their kids, look after their family, look after their house and grow, um, I really you know, honoured what our clients were going through and honoured what experience we wanted to give them as people. They're not a chance for us to just grab money. Of course, as a business, we want to make money. But we wanted to be able to give them the best possible level of service, the best possible options for them and their specific needs and their specific profile. So that's what we really strive to do at the beginning. So our tagline for our company is holding our clients' best interest at the forefront of everything we do. And whether that's our referral partners um, or whether that's you know actual clients who are getting loans, we've really strived to do that. Um, and I'm really um, grateful and thankful to our team. We've been able to build an incredible team and because I believe so much in, you know, our community values, our family values, you know, um, integrity, loyalty, hard work, like actually having passion and getting the job done, it's flown through. So the business manager that we have is an incredible woman. She's also got four kids um, and lives in Strathalbyn. And she's been able to retire her husband from doing the finance business, which is great because, you know, with four kids under seven at that stage. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. Yep. Um, so, you know, together we've been able to create this amazing company, this amazing culture that is um, feeding those things through to our team. So the employees and, and the people that we have working with us are, you know, they're committed to our goal as a team. They're committed to, you know, helping their own personal growth and their growth of us as a team, but also having our clients and our referrers and everyone else's best interests at the forefront of everything we do. You can tell when you talk to our staff that that integrity and that loyalty and you know wanting to do the right thing and actually keeping everyone at the heart of what we do is um really at our core oh i love that so much i talk a lot with my coaching clients about values-based businesses and the difference between the businesses who say they have values and the businesses that actually live through their values and it sounds like the work that you're doing with your clients is is you know deep so deeply rooted in in those values that you have and that you hold dear that are important to you and your family but as well as your business um and when you approach business in that way it's really hard to go wrong right yeah. it's, as long as you keep that integrity and keep keep yeah. those values at the heart of the decision making that you're doing and the the you know all of the um the things that you need to do in in terms of growth for your business then like it, it just seems like a no-brainer. Have there been any yeah. like major challenges along the way, moments where that integrity has been questioned? Um, perhaps, you know, moments where you've thought, is, is this the best way for me to go about the business? What, are the, what have been those kind of big pillar challenge moments in yeah. the business? So as a finance company, we've got sort of, you know, a finance brokerage, we've got a number of steps. So we get an inquiry, the inquiry goes into the system, our team call them and take the application or if they've given us their application, we finalise their details, collect the documents, then it comes through to us as brokers, we assess the deal, look at um, each application for its merits, submit it with the lender and then work with the client and the lender from the process from submitting it to approval to finding a car or settling the loan. So um, one thing we identified early on is, you know, 
our ability to service more customers was to do with how many phone calls we could make. Mm-hmm. So we had people, we had three people that were full-time making calls in, in our Strath office. So it was very loud. It was very busy because a lot of us are on the phone all the time anyway. So at that stage, we had nine people in our Strath office Ooh. and it's like a 50 square meter room. <laughs> yeah. It was one big room. So it's very loud. So we looked at different options in terms of, you know, phone systems or things that we could do. And I knew that you could get essentially automatic dialers, which would, you know, you could speed up the the time it takes to have people answer the phone because we might ring 10 people and two will answer the phone. So the dialers that you can get, you can get multiple different types, but essentially sometimes companies you might use a dialer where it dials two people at once and then hangs up when someone answers or three people, 10 people, whatever. Some of them, if you've got a really big team, can pre- can use algorithms to predict how many people are going to answer and it will just call. And then, again, when someone answers, that's why when you get called by a telemarketer or something, it sometimes sounds like there, there's a pause because they're using an automatic dialing system, which then dials, they might say, have 100 agents or 50 agents on. So it might dial X amount of people at one time, knowing that a lot of people aren't going to answer. But as soon as someone does answer, it pauses because it connects to an agent. Mm. So. That's sort of just what that looks like. So we looked at all these different um, systems and processes and we put a lot of time because we were just using mobile phones and just picking up our phone and ringing. We were doing it through our app so it was tracked, but it takes like six clicks to be like, yes, I do really want to call this person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it was all tracked. So we looked at developing this system. So we looked at a number of different companies. We worked with a company that we were working with from about November last year until end of January when we launched the product. So this was a system that was, of course, supposed to make our lives easier and make our lives better. And um, we have a very specific system that we use in terms of we've developed a lot of technology, we've developed a lot of automation um, to make it more of a streamlined um, process for our customers, but also mean that we can keep on top of it and do things in an efficient way and do our follow-ups regularly and things like that, because it's a lot more than what we can actually do with manpower based on the amount of customers that we have. Um, So we developed this system that would help us make the phone calls directly from the CRM rather than having to use the phones, connect us to the calls. And then we could, based on the outcome, if we took the application or they didn't answer the phone, it would move around in our CRM. And it was a nightmare. So we (laughs) did this at the same time as we launched our Philippines team. So our business manager, Shelby, um, and our assistant, Jamie, flew to the Philippines for two weeks to go and train this team. So we trained this team up. They were brilliant. Um, you know, they were actually, initially, we were only going to let them make, you know, the back end of calls. We were going to have referrers and fresh leads from our in-house team and we were going to have them make the back end of calls. But the staff that we got from the Philippines were way more experienced than our current team, sounded better, got it done quicker and did a really good job and they were just actually really good at it. So I was like, okay, wow, we can roll this out throughout the whole business, which is great because it's improved things immensely. So that side of it was okay but as soon as we launched this dialer it was an absolute mess so i had myself my trainee broker in the office and a number of other staff we literally pretty much all wanted to end up in a mental institution we were like sitting in our cars just it was taking so much energy to walk in the room like we just were at breaking point so the team were in the philippines having a lovely old time just training everyone we're over here like just trying to spot fires left right and center and we kept reporting all of these issues to this company. We stuck it out for nearly three weeks. But Ugh. in the end of it, 
it was doing weird things. Like someone would call us back, but then it would drop them back into a dialer and it would start dialing them 20 times. It was doing lots of weird things and then it was taking approvals and it was taking declines and it was just randomly putting them back into call lines. So it made a mess of the business beyond just overcalling people. What and a nightmare. A short space of time. But oh, yeah, my gosh. It was, it was just taking things that were done and yeah. then putting them back. So obviously our system and our follow-up relies on things being in the right list. If they're not in the right list, we don't know they're there or that yeah. they exist. So it was an absolute nightmare. We went through and we documented all of these things and we kept hearing, yes, Janaea, no worries. We'll get this fixed for you, Janaea. But, oh, it was it was just like by the end of it, it was like we're just being lied to. You're not actually doing anything. You're not actually trying to fix the problems. We've already paid you all this money. It's taken months of our time. We've got a team in the Philippines. Like you are actually just ruining our business at this point. And on Thursday I said to them, you've got till Friday to get this fixed. Otherwise, we're, we're done. So Friday afternoon, we turned it off. I started researching a new solution so that we could have all these people because now we've got you know eight new staff. I think it was at that point in the Philippines oh. ready to make phone calls on Monday morning. So I flew to the Philippines. The team had been back by then. So I flew to the Philippines on Sunday. We got rid of this system, flew to the Philippines on Sunday, went to retrain the new team on the new system um, and started from scratch pretty much. But that was that was something that really struggled with our integrity as a company, that experience, yeah. because what we were being told from their company was not lining up. With, you know, they were saying things, but they weren't doing anything yeah. about it, which is oh. they were just trying to sell us. Every time we had a conversation, they're like selling us on what this was going to be. And we could tell from the moment we actually signed up with them that it wasn't what they'd sold us on the call. And it was like, this doesn't align. And it, the way that they were trying to deal with us and the way that the system was and then the way that it was actually, it was essentially ruining our integrity as a company by we've got all these amazing systems and we've developed these great processes and now you're just actually ruining them and they're not acknowledging it. It was it was not a fun time. So that was one, that was a really, really big struggle. That month we made like tens of thousands more phone calls than we would ever actually make in a month. So you know, it costs a lot of time and money to use that yeah. system and like a business that was like, oh my God, this is bad. And Oof. it took a lot of recovery. But if we actually added up how much money we should have made based on the amount of phone calls that we made, it was just astronomical. So yeah. other companies, I think, are the biggest things that have struggled, like have challenged our integrity as a company. There's yeah. another, there's, I'm not going to go into it and explain it all and bore everyone, but um, there's another instance similar to that where, you know, we, agreed to buy a product for, from a company, we didn't get that product. And then it was just, you know, a six-month cycle of having dumb conversations about something that never eventuated in the first place. And essentially, we've been messed around by other companies that clearly just don't have any integrity. So it just, it it's a bad experience. We've learned a lot. But then at the same time, it makes us that bit stronger because, you know, when we're looking at new things or new experiences, we're asking more questions than we were before. We're you know, making sure there's extra conditions in things when we're looking at them Absolutely. and we're really going, you know, we're honouring our integrity and going, well, you know, it either fits within our integrity as a business and our values or it doesn't. Yeah. So it's like it's made us that bit stronger because we're able to just be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not going down that path again. What a nightmare. Yeah. It just, <laughs> it, it it's those stories and it's those, I'm, I'm sure, that time of your life where you're like, why am I running my own business? Why, like yeah. what this this is oh just so much extra stress so much extra work involved so much extra money um but lovely to see that, that you've got to the other side of it 
And obviously, I'm sure it's something that you write about as part of your um, award submissions that help tell the story of, you know, your entrepreneurship journey that's not always roses and not always fine and dandy. There are those moments where you learn things. And as you said, it's made you a better business owner moving forward um, from a position of being able to ask the right questions and, and not go down the same path again. I love that. Janae, are you keen for some rapid fire questions as we wrap up? All right, my first question is, what advice would you give yourself, your younger self, um, who is starting out in business for the very first time, what advice would you give her? Oh, follow your gut and your intuition. Don't don't let all the other stuff get in the way. Just close your eyes, breathe in, out a few times, ask a question and just do that. Love it. What's your favourite app on your phone? Uh, at the moment, connect team we've just started building a new app for our team which has like checklists we've got performance reviews in it from clock in clock out we're building a whole knowledge hub so looking for one thing found something else and then realized it could do everything that i needed so at the moment that's my favorite app because i'm in there and building a whole new system for the team at the moment um but it's very cool has a lot of cool functions connect team is that what you said it's called yeah very cool what's the last tv show you binged and loved bird bird what is it bird I think it Bird might box? be cool. I think so. It's, is it British? Yeah. No. no, it's a it's a really cool it's a really cool show. Definitely recommend it. It's, even if I got the name wrong, it's probably Bird something, <laughs> and it's on a streaming service. But great show, true story, very very cool. And I've been like, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. Good okay. show. Love it. And what excites you about the next part of your journey? Seeing where we get to. Yeah. I think um, very excited to just continue to grow and develop. We've um, we're hiring some new staff at the moment. Um, we've got some exciting new opportunities coming up, um, and yeah, there's a lot happening in the next twelve months that we have planned, and even different businesses. So, actually, Friday we're building a new wall in our office, so we're building a podcast studio and launching a shop that we've been talking about for a while. So, there's a lot of in our life in the next six months in terms of strap and other businesses and things, there are a lot of things that we've been working on for quite a while have been are coming into fruition. So it's going to be a very chaotic next six weeks. I'll probably see my kids and my husband at Christmas, but <laughs> it's going to be worth it. That's so exciting. Janaya, thank you so much for joining us on the Raw Success Podcast. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Raw Success Podcast. The Raw Success Podcast is an original production for the Raw Success Network. To learn more about how we can help support, elevate and celebrate your small business, go to rawsuccess.com. You've been listening to another Raw Success production. Learn more at rawsuccess.com.